Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, it's Martha. Just a quick announcement before we get to the episode. So I'm so excited to announce that... Chronicles of Narnia will be in the Chicago Podcast Festival 2018. So if you are in the Chicago area on Monday, November 26th at 7 p.m., we will be recording live at the Beat Kitchen alongside Feminist Folklore, which is also an amazing podcast. So check our Facebook page uh, and the website for details. They will be going up. Uh, ASAP and I'm so excited I would love to have anyone there that can come Uh, it would just make my holiday season so mark your calendars Monday November 26 7 p.m. at the Beat Kitchen in Chicago all right here's the episode And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking about bringing your nanny or your own children with you to your nanny job. And to do that, I have Erin Loudon. Hi, Erin. Hi, Martha. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? Yeah, very, very good. Thank you. Oh, good. So Aaron reached out to me a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, um, via email, and I loved it. Uh, it was so nice to hear from you, Aaron. Thank you. Great. Yeah, no problem. Um, so if you're listening, please, if you have an idea or just feel like you have something to offer other nannies, that's part of what I'm doing here. And so please, please, please reach out because I would love to talk to you. Uh, so back to you, Erin. Let's yeah. hear a little bit about your background because it's fascinating. Right. Okay, great. Well, I'm, um, I'm Canadian. I'm not from the States. I grew up in a small town in Ontario. And in 2004, I just sort of packed everything up and decided I'm going to move to the UK and started off as an au pair mm-hmm. um, in a town called Twickenham. I was there with twins who had just turned four. I spent three years with them. They're incredible. Taught me so much in that three years. Mm. I had other families, you know, when I dropped the twins off at the school, I did other little bits of sort of nanny work and odd jobs and stuff because it was London and it's expensive to live right. there 
Um, so I had three years with my first guys, and then I moved towns not too far away and had another four years with a couple of families. Um, and met my husband-to-be, and I actually was accepted to start training to be a Met police officer hmm. while I was there. And just coming up on my seventh year in the UK, my husband decided to take a job in Dubai, and we packed it all in, and off we went. Wow. Um, so we did that big move together, and it was it was great. I sort of planned, I'm not going to do any more nannying, I'm going to try a career change, I'm going to do something different, and have my own child or children. Uh, but actually, it turned out there was a need for me, and I had a great time for five years in Dubai. I did tutoring, nannying, I did a bit of work for a company as a super nanny, and I worked as a shadow for an autistic boy for a year, which was just wonderful. Yeah. And um, then my daughter was born in 2014 and started bringing her to work. That was all great. And we decided Dubai was getting a bit expensive for us and we wanted to make another change. So we packed it all up again and we moved to Canada. And now we're in Montreal. Uh, bring my daughter to work with me still two days a week she comes at the moment and um, yeah nannying you know with her has just been amazing it's been yeah. it's been really really good that's, so, yeah, that, that's, that's me. wonderful what an adventure of a life you've led um, yeah I, I think so <laughs> yeah that's it's all really really great um, did so did you when you were accepted to um, the police, was it a police school? Yeah. Um, no, the Met Police is uh, the London Police Force, and it's a it's a regular sort of training system for the police. When I had applied, I was applying to be a regular officer, but by the time my application and everything went through, they sort of changed the goalposts, and then you had to volunteer, do your training, volunteer for a year. It was becoming a little bit more convoluted, um, gotcha. so, you know. So when the Dubai job offer came up, we just thought, look, you know, if I'm going to give up nannying, which was, you know, you make quite good money being a nanny in London, right? Um, take a cut to be a police officer, which still would have been, you know, I still think about it often and think, oh, I really like to do that. But, um, you know, we sort of let's take this risk and go on this adventure and if, if we don't take it we'll regret it so well, um you know the police yeah. was sort of winding down into not quite what i thought it was going to be in terms of you know admin and kind of you know yeah. you want to you <laughs> do it i wanted to help people and i'm sure anybody in any police force has the same problem you you know the the space between being able to make change and filing your papers Sort of, oh yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah okay well awesome I that was so interesting I love it um well great so we'll get into talking about bringing your own child with you uh when you are nannying so how long had you been with your nanny family before you started bringing your own little one so I had um, quite a few, because this was in Dubai, so I had many different jobs. Um, at the time when we decided to start trying, I had one permanent full-time family. 
mm. with a few sort of like evening tutoring jobs. And I had I had a meeting with the mum and said, this is what we're thinking of doing. How does this look in the future for work and for maternity leave? Um, because there is, uh, similar to the States, I believe, two months maternity leave in Dubai. Um, you know, so if this happens, how does the job change for me? So we had a chat. That family ended up moving back to the UK, um, so I sort of picked up more hours with my old families. Um, the old families that I'd been with were just like, it was almost a non-issue. Hmm. It was, okay, so after two months, you'll come back. Uh, yes, please, if, if that's okay with you guys, I'll have a small baby with me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You know, it's fine. They were... Um, the longest one I'd been with was already three years at that point, and she was. She just said, "Well, why, why wouldn't you bring her?" You know. Aww, and I thought, yeah. "Oh, okay, that's 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 great." Um, the different thing in in Dubai for us was that all of the families I went back to work for, um, yeah, all of them had a maid or some sort of household help, so. For uh, a mom boss or a dad boss to sort of think about me coming with my extra person, my child with me, they already have extra help. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of a buffer that you might, you know, certainly don't have here in, in North America quite the same way. Right. Um, there's other household staff. Um, also, the kids were of an age, because I didn't have little, five was my youngest. Mm. Uh, and you know, by that age, it's no big deal to them. You're not uh, taking away from the attention you're giving them in the same way that you are if you have a two-year-old or a three-year-old and they need a different kind of management. So, Right, for sure. So, yeah, it was. we just sort of approached it with 100%, you know, lay all of our cards on the table. This is what we want to do. Okay, that job ended. This is what we are going to do. Does this work for your family? Uh, in every case, I was really lucky. Yes, it does. Okay, brilliant. And then, you know, from two months old and up to two, when we left Dubai, obviously there's lots of phases and lots of changes. So little things, you know, for each each routine had to be adjusted. But um, it was really smooth, and it was just a matter of communicating with the parents and keeping the lines of communication open, so nobody's surprised by anything. Right, which, I mean, that comes up on this podcast all the time, how important communication yeah. is. But, yeah. Um, yeah, this is an area where I think it's especially important. Um, so you said that you approached the full-time family when you all were, were trying to conceive. Yeah. Um, and then when they moved away. Uh, so I guess I'm curious about, because a lot of the feedback I've gotten from Facebook groups and from emails I've received from other nannies is, like, if you are already pregnant, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what, because for some people, you know, it's a bit more of a surprise, uh, yeah. potentially. So do you have advice or suggestions about if you're already pregnant, how or when to bring that up with a family? I think, I think if you're if you're interviewing, for example, um, and and again this varies from country to country because maternity leave 
uh, in the UK and in Canada, it, it wouldn't be unreasonable for a family not to take you on if you're interviewing while pregnant or to end your contract when you go on maternity leave because mm-hmm. the the time of maternity leave is so long that it's it's hard on the kids. Right. So it's kind of a natural expectation in countries where there's long maternity leave. Uh, in Dubai, in the States where it's shorter, you know, it is an option. You could perhaps get cover for the nanny's maternity leave and then she could come back. So I think I think the biggest advice is just to be completely open and honest and clear from the beginning if you're in an interview and you know, people think 12 weeks, you always wait for 12 weeks to tell anybody. I would say that it's a different job than being in an office. So, right. you know, you it's a different environment that you're working in and it's a different service that you're providing. So I think that you have to provide a different communication than you would if you were sitting at a desk all day or you were working in retail or, or restaurant. So I would say... The sooner you tell your family, the better it is for them, mm-hmm. the better it is for the kids. And if you really care about the children you're looking after, the sooner they know and they can learn and understand and start talking to mummy and daddy and explaining what's going to happen to my nanny because she's going to start to look different and she's going to get more tired potentially or she might be a little bit sick some days and not be able to run around after you the same way she used to. Um, and then, you know, cause it, because if the children um, haven't seen a baby around them or, or, you know, experienced all of that recently, it can be really like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> I don't understand right. what's going on, you know, and this person is here for me so many hours of the day and she's changing and she has to have days off to go to appointments and, you know, it. The, the, the better you are at communicating that from as early as you're comfortable with, and I'm not saying, you know, that needs to be eight weeks, nine weeks being pregnant, but as soon as you feel comfortable, then then the other side, the other, like, uh, incredible side effect that you don't even realize until you do it is that you, you get so much support from especially if you've got a you know a nanny family that you're close with and you've invested some time and some love into the support that you get from your mom boss from your dad boss from the extended family that you've sort of grown into as part of their children you know their lives the extra support you get is even if you've got your own mom and dad and and you know you've got the in-laws it's like adding a whole extra family, backing you up, supporting you, wanting to make sure you're okay, looking out for you, um, which I did. I hadn't even thought about that side of things. And then suddenly I had an extra family like there around me. Um, yeah, I would have really never is, thought about that either. But yeah, that's so beautiful. It, it's a, I mean, equally, you know, you could have a family that's like, whoa, no, this isn't going to work, you know, uh, different laws in different states and provinces and countries, whether they can fire you or not, and, you know, you have to look, look into your, do your homework in terms of your rights, depending on what province, state, country, whatever that you live in, but communicate as early as you can, because if you do communicate at 13 weeks and they decide, you know what, it's best to end things now so that 
we don't put our children through all these big changes and then you're going to go anyway. You know that that's the case. You don't have to suffer through the next sort of seven or eight months of a potentially difficult work environment. Because then you're not just a nanny who's passionate about your kids, but now you have your own child and, you know, you've got to focus on that too. So it's like adding a third nanny child in a way to your family, someone else to focus on. So it's best you can do that in the most possible, positive, you know, happy way that you can. And, you know, as all nannies listening will know, there's nothing worse than working in a home where you're not happy, they're not happy, and there's that unspoken, you know. Right. That, that when you're pregnant. Oh, gosh. You know, you can imagine it a hundred times. It's, it's just, ugh. So, yeah. so, you know, you don't need to put yourself through that. As a, as a nanny, there are other jobs out there. If, if it's not going to work out when you do, you know, sort of announce it to your family, it's okay. It really is okay because there's something else and there's somebody else who's going to go, oh, yeah, we really want a nanny who's going to bring their child to work because we have an only child. So that teaches our child other things that they're not necessarily getting by being an only child or we've got two boys and and you're having a girl so that's great they can you know sort of have another experience that we're not we you know we're not going to have another child so our boys get this and and vice versa yeah that's such a lovely way to look at it um and and there are families that that are for it and do want that so um, yeah. So yeah, don't don't be disheartened if your nanny family doesn't think that it will work for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I also I would encourage anyone listening who um, is potentially nervous about that talk to listen to the power struggles with parents episode with Pascal because she covers a lot of like really good ways to have these kind of difficult talks. <laughs> um, yeah. So to get your mind in, in order for that talk, I think that's a good episode to listen to. And also uh, reading nonverbal or nonviolent communication is a good, potentially yeah. a good book to get yourself psyched up if you like me love to read when you're feeling nervous about something <laughs> um <laughs> because that is how i handle it um, yep. so yeah okay so did your i don't know exactly how contracts and things work in dubai and or canada but if you had a nanny contract did it change once you were bringing your own child to work so in the Middle East, we didn't have contracts, um, which is why the communication part was so important. For sure. And we, uh, you know, you have to keep touching base at each milestone, not milestone, um, each major change for your own child and mm-hmm. your nanny kids. You kind of have to not renegotiate again, but just sort of touch base again. Right. And, and the more you touch base, the easier it is and things become kind of automatic. Like, okay, we're weaning now, so we don't need to rewrite that in the contract, but I'm going to bring a high chair and leave it. Is that okay? Um, I need to wheel the stroller into the house now because it's snowing outside. Right. <laughs> so I can't, 
you know, I can't sort of leave her on the front porch when she's sleeping. Is that okay? You know, little little things. It's little. It's really small things, but you just have to kind of keep touching base on them. Um, it was when I interviewed for my current family, and and I'm just about to start doing a nanny share myself here. Mm. Um, it was definitely it's written into the contract. It's very very clear. Um, the more you, uh, I, I feel like the more you have put into your contract that's clear and written down, the better as a nanny. Right. But when you're bringing your own child, even more, it's even more important because there's no issues later. For example, um, is the family going to provide food for your child during the hours and the days that you're bringing your own child? Or will you be responsible for bringing it yourself? Um, and there's, you know, pros and cons to both options, but you don't want to be, you know, feeding your child out of your family's fridge and they're not comfortable with that or they're like, oh gosh, you know, Aaron's kid eats an awful lot and <laughs> it's costing us support, you know, which my child is happy to mind sweep the nanny kid's plates at the end of breakfast, but, right. you know. Or am I going to bring something for my child and the other kids are going to have an experience of trying something different that they wouldn't have, for example. Mm. Um, you know, so that sort of thing, um, what's, if, if you can put in what is the plan for when the nanny kids are sick or your child is sick because, you know, and again, in you have to discuss that with the parents, you know, are you, are there parents that vaccinate or parents that don't and Ooh, yeah. how do you, you know, like it's, it's really complicated, but again, if you just talk about it, so much of these little points come out naturally in those conversations because now you're a mom, you're not just a responsible adult looking after someone else's kids, else's kids. Now you're a mom. So you have your own rights to be, well, actually, you know, this is really <laughs> right. important to me. You know, it is, it's a different, it's a really like, sometimes, sometimes I don't know whether I'm wearing my nanny head or my mom head with either my own child or my nanny kids. Right. Um, and, you know, and it's very easy to, to get confused and to forget to turn off one and be the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so the communicate, I can't stress enough how the communication just helps, especially if you're new and you haven't sort of felt out the family, you know, you don't sort of know how things are, just make it clear. Make sure if it's something that's important to you, write it down. Or something you think, oh, could this be a problem later? Get it written down. Make sure they're on the same page. Um, Right, yeah. Holidays, you know, if your child's in school part-time or daycare or preschool and the daycare closes for, you know, get all of your, like, statutory holidays, Christmas, Easter, all that kind of stuff, because if your child is also doing some sort of care somewhere else, chances are that facility closes from time to time. They have their own days off, so is it okay if I'm bringing my child to work with me Monday, Tuesday? Is it okay if the daycare is closed on a Friday? Can I bring her with me on an individual prearranged basis? That sort of that sort of thing is useful, because those things do change. Right. Um, you might have grandparent covering your own child for one day a week and they end up in the hospital or they're sick or they go on vacation and you know that those sort of things that you you adjust to them so easily as a nanny looking after children but then when it's your own kid it's an extra oh yeah 
Okay. <laughs> I have to think about this now. Right. Yeah, I, I have one of my own. I need to make sure they fit into these things, but also that I can still do my job properly because it may not be going into an office and doing a nine to five or having, you know, big high power sales meetings and stuff, but it is still your job and that's your, you know, that's your livelihood. Right. Pitch. So that's what's paying to feed your child. You know, it's worth putting the time in and the, the the sort of preparation in advance so that there's some security for you there and you know what to expect as this big change, you know, happens. For sure. Just out of curiosity, how do you, with your current nanny family, how do you handle if uh, their kids are sick or if your kid is sick? What, lots of WhatsApps. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it'll be, it's, um, I, you might leave work and you know there's a sniffly, runny nose or a little bit of a fever. They've had a bit of Tylenol, but it's not come. you know, you kind of, you know, because you're there for you 10 or 12 hours a day, you know what you've left. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe your husband's picked up your child from daycare early because she's got a fever or, you know, you sort of, you can, you're in tune to your own nanny kids anyway so much as a nanny. So you see things coming and again, it's communication. Okay, what are we going to do? I'm going to message you after I've put them to bed. Okay, let me know. How are they? And, you know, in generally speaking, I don't do a lot of WhatsApping to nanny families after I, you know, sort of after 7 o'clock when I'm at home and my daughter's in bed, nobody has my time. Right, <laughs> sort of right. My, but, you know, it's the difference between me getting up at 5 in the winter, for example, 5 or 5.30 in the morning to get my child ready, to get myself ready, and then battle the snow and get to work to find out one or the other is sick and you're not needed or mum's staying home, you know, so it's, I'd rather have that last WhatsApp at 11 saying, do you know what, you know, I'm going to keep them both home tomorrow, so bring your child, you know, then this is how tomorrow's going to go. Right, right. Uh, you keep WhatsApping me, I keep WhatsApping you to let you you know, how my daughter's doing, like, uh, you know, my husband's changed his appointment at work, so he's going to stay home with her, it's a normal day for me tomorrow, or I think she just needs, you know, because, um, I mean, we haven't had chicken pox or anything really bad like that yet, it's been minor sniffles and a bit of a fever and an ear infection, basically. Right, but right. It's just lots of WhatsApps, <laughs> I, we, that's what we do, and my current mom boss is great, lots of WhatsApps. How, how are they doing? How are they doing? Yeah, okay, tomorrow will be normal, or tomorrow I'll bring my child because she's not well, or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in touch, basically. Because because I can't I can't phone you at 5.30 in the morning and say, actually, right. <laughs> you know, she's not had a very good night, so I'm not coming today. But if I've let you know the night before, you can kind of be prepared, get some grandparent covered, you know, do what you need to do as a parent with a nanny that's working for you to be prepared for how the next day will go. Yeah, that was very helpful. Thank you. Um, Great. So what about discipline styles? Uh, Do you have kind of an across the board discipline style with all of your kiddos? uh, Yeah, let's start with that one. (laughs) So that, that I'd like to say, yes, I do. Right. (laughs) But, but um, there is no question I am harder on my own child at work mm-hmm. than I am at home. Um, it also changes with the age. 
Right. Because when you've got um, a two-month-old baby and then you've got another child who's potty training, you know, it's different things. The, the, the baby gets left, you know. So there was a lot of time when she was small, when I sort of left her in the bassinet and we had homework to do or we had other things to do or she went for walks when we'd go to soccer and swimming and skate, you know, all the activities. Right. Um, so as she got older, it was um, whatever the rules of the house are, are the same. So if mom boss and dad boss have a rule that there's no food near the sofas or um, the dog's only allowed in this room or, you know, whatever it is, no chocolates until such and such a time or no TV until such and such a time, the rules of the house apply to the children I look after and to my child. Right. Um, which is good. It's, you know, it's good for my child to learn, okay, different rules, different houses, different families. Um, you know, but she was she was two. She just turned two when we left Dubai. So then, she spent most of her life with one family who I'm with now, um, and it's the same thing. It's it's their rules. It's their house. Um, I have. It is difficult because you you're doing a job still. Mm-hmm. You're still providing one-on-one care for two children, three children, however many you have, but then you have your own child there, and you have to set an example for all of those children together, but you also can't sort of let your own child get away with stuff, or, <laughs> right. you know, you. I, I find it hard I, at, a, at the end of a hard day, and I think, I was so hard on her today. I demanded, I expected so much more of her in terms of behavior than I would if we were just sitting at home playing today. Right. But the other side of that is she, because she has, she, she's been coming to work from such a young age, she definitely understands what mommy does for work. Mm-hmm. She, um, she has learned... You know, I, I never have to worry about if I'm picking up a smaller one. And right now, um, when I bring my child to work, I've got, you know, they're each one year apart, basically. Oh, okay. But she's learned from a, a very early age. Uh, so they're, uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and a five-year-old all together. Those are, um, like, my favorite ages. Yeah. They're, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're, like, a whirlwind, and then sometimes they're just, like, three little angels, you know, little halos. For sure. That's why I love those ages, because they're so Uh, up in the air. (laughs) It's great. It's it's great. Um, At the beginning, when she was two and a half, and we started with my current family, um, I could describe it as, like, putting out tiny fires all day long. All the time. (laughs) Yep, for sure. Little one was one and a half. Sorry, one, no, she wasn't even one yet. Um, so the little one was one, and mine was two, and the older one was three. Um, the older one has always been great at being able to pause, let me deal with my own child or the little one, and then come back in. And she's so smart that way. Uh, um, so the dynamic of the kids also makes a difference in how you can discipline your own child. But I am sure. tougher on her because I feel like I need you know, I love you, you're my daughter, and, and I want to do everything for you, but I need you to behave at this level so I can go around and do all the other things that I need to do and have all the, you know, I mean, teaching moments when you've got your own child and other people's children is 
is uh, yeah. every single word that comes out of your mouth becomes a teaching moment because you're modeling for your child, you're teaching another family's children, you're trying to get them to communicate together and be kind and share and and it's so, some days it is the most exhausting thing. I mean you're doing you you basically you're being paid to do the hardest job in the world and you're also not being paid to do the hardest job in the world for together sure for in, sure in one day and, um you know not to put anybody off doing it because I can't it, it, it's uh, absolutely it's a gift it's a it's a privilege and it's a gift to be able to bring my daughter and for her to have the experiences that I see her have and build the relationship she's built um, but it isn't easy, and um, I, I don't know, because I've never had, um, like, a, I didn't nanny a two-month-old when my daughter was two, so I don't know how it's different for people that have small children and then have their own small child as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, for the most part, these are the rules of the house, that's how you behave, and I need you to sort of step up a little bit more, because mummy has to help this person with this. And you need to be patient. And when I'm done with that, I'll be able to give you some of my time. And, um, you know, you start, you change your activities slightly so there are more activities that can be done all together. Right. Whereas, you know, you don't focus. Right now, because my, the oldest one has just started school, we have more littler activities mm-hmm. to do. Because now I've got the two little ones instead of the two big ones. Right. Um, so it, it changes, but yeah, I would say in general, I'm harder on my child than I am on the, you know. And I'm curious about if there is, you know, how um, a lot of children, you hear from their teachers and things that they were angels all day, and then, you know, they come home after school, and you're like, well, where is that? Um, does that happen with your daughter of, of she is behaving at you know this higher level when you're at work and then when you come home is there ever pushback or just like this kind of like I'm gonna let it all hang out I'm gonna take my hair down aspect um no because for my child and I still you know four and a half years in have not tuned myself to this it all has to do with how hungry she is oh (laughs) she she is uh, they used to say in our police training that the best thing you could carry in your belt isn't a baton or a pen, it's a banana. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, because the best thing you can do when someone, you know, you're outside of a pub and someone's drunk and a bit leery, stuff a banana in their mouth and that will nine times out of a ten, nine times out of ten sort of bring it down and that... bring it to a level that's manageable. And I find yeah. myself, you know all my nanny tips in my head like dude this is the right thing to do I just need to give her a piece of fruit or a cereal (laughs) bar or a piece of cheese and she'll be fine and then she'll go okay mommy but in in general for my child if she's if she's been a rat bag all day it'll carry on (laughs) it won't sort of you know I don't sort of get it all dumped on me at the end of the day if she's been really good in the day it kind of you know, because then you obviously you're praising them and like, oh, you know, it was really good. Well, you helped me do that. And that meant I could help this child learn this thing today. Thanks. And, you know, don't get me wrong. She 
takes great delight in, we call it our nanny finger, when you have to point seriously at somebody. <laughs> and she'll take out that nanny finger and she'll say, she'll say their name, she'll go, you didn't know, you're not listening to me, that's not how I told you to do it. And she'll, so it's quite funny to see her copy me. Usually it's funny. Sometimes I have to go, okay, okay, now you're not in charge. Right. You think you are, but you, you know, this is, this is not for you to take control of. And, and she's, she's pretty good. But I think when you do start bringing them to work with you like that from such a young age, they, they learn so much by watching what you're doing because your own child doesn't really see you be a mom. Right. Yeah. Like in your day to day, you just see that's what mummy does. But when you take your child to work with you and they see you helping to raise somebody else's kids and they see how you communicate, um, you know, unless you're a daycare worker or a teacher and the kids kind of get a little bit of a glimpse of it, it's, um, they, they, I mean, they know you so well, so they know when your serious voice is on, they know when you're being, when you, you know, they might get away with getting a Kinder Egg from the shop, or, oh, sorry, you guys don't have Kinder Eggs in the States. I States know, because those are outlawed, but <laughs> yes, not, yeah, not actual here. dangerous things. <sighs> yep. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I, I, she, she's pretty level, but, you know, that's my own child. I don't know about other people. I'm sure... There are other moms listening right now going, oh, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> what yeah. Well, and I love that it's around food. I, Your daughter and I are kindred spirits. I've had boyfriends in the past carry around granola bars <laughs> because they're like, hey, you need to eat this. It's a bit like um, <laughs> for a lot of little kids, not just my child, it's a bit like when uh, I used to take uh, – well, when we go to Ikea – um, I have to feed my husband before right. we go, make mm-hmm. sure he's sat and has a cup of coffee before we go in, and then uh, we can complete that activity. <laughs> yes. And I wish I, you know, I, I say it out loud, I'm like, ah, yeah, she was, you know, I said to you at the beginning, she was terrible today, and I was, and, you know, put me in a terrible frame of mind, because she just, she was just falling to bits over everything, and it's my own fault. If I'd given her something else to eat, another snack, she would have been fine. <laughs> right, but, uh, right. You, know, you, you still forget. No matter but how many years you you know, we also all need days that are rainy emotionally yeah. because they help us appreciate the sunny days. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So what are some things that surprised you about taking your kid with you right so this is the one I have a list for Martha awesome (laughs) I love it um okay in no particular order the bond she formed with my nanny kids and with my with the parents I worked for I didn't expect um I I always hoped to have a child that I could sort of help be independent and want to go to people and be confident but the bonds she built with each of those sets and you know when she was very small especially um it really was i sort of stand there and go whoa this is cool yeah (laughs) this is really neat we had um one of my clients when she was tiny my longest client in dubai um she's from belarus he's from south africa 
the nanny was from uh, Kyrgyzstan, I believe, and she used to pick her up and sing Russian like lullabies <laughs> to her. And my daughter would just be, it, it, she'd just be mesmerized, just like, whoa. And um, it, that was that was really quite special. And the boys, boy nanny kids, are always the funniest because they're just like, whoa, she did this, she moved, she, she <laughs> blinked, you know. So the kind of relationship was a surprise. Hmm. Um, the other side of that was how hard it is to leave. Um, and I can remember when we left Dubai, I remember the last day with my sort of longest nanny family. My daughter's in the car seat and she's waving out the window like, bye, you know, just turned two, has no idea she'll probably never see these kids again. Right. And children, and I can remember the little girl was standing with her mom and her older brother, and I think she was four at the time, crying. Aww. And as I looked in the rear view mirror, I could see her face and it was... Oh, it was horrible. And I could see my daughter's face and it just crushed me that you have no idea. Right. You, you, that child does, but you just, you know, because you're in Dubai, you might not see these people again. They're in Australia now, so we probably never will. Um, and that was the closest little girl she had up until that point. And, you know, you, you, you've chosen to sort of break that apart for your child. That That was hard. I wasn't expecting that to be... So, you know, leaving your nanny family is hard anyway. Right. <laughs> but taking your child away from that is is hard as well. Uh, I was surprised at how helpful nanny kids with a baby can be. Like, you know, equally they'd stand there and go, oh, she did a poo, that's the grossest poo ever. <laughs> and, you know, they'd kind of marvel at it. But they'd also do things like when, you, when I was holding her and I needed, can you bring me that bottle? Can you bring me the diaper bag? Can you... Would you help me with this? You know, they're super helpful once you bring your own child. They just can't do enough, and, and they want to be independent, and they want to be doing some things, and, and it, that's really nice. Um, I, I was surprised at how much the nanny parent, my, my mom bosses and dad bosses cared for my own child. Mm, yeah. You know, you... They, they come to the door, and they're like, huh, and they pick her up right out of the stroller and cuddle her, and... Um, it was, that was really something to, to sort of see how, uh, yeah, and in most cases, those parents aren't going to have any more babies, so they're quite happy to see a little baby and be able to hand it back, but right. um, it feels so much love, and it, it, you know, it's great having your own child and having somebody else love it, it's pretty awesome, mm -hmm. uh, but I wasn't prepared for how, how other people how, you know, people that was my boss, you know, my bosses would love my child that way. And and the end result is that, you know, she left in Dubai, we left 10 brothers and sisters. Now she's got, um, you know, four extra grandparents and aunts and uncles. And, you know, she sees she sees um, the family of my current nanny kids and, and they they're so kind to her. And they seem so genuinely interested in what's going on, and they'll laugh at her and talk to her, and that is quite. I didn't really think, didn't really think about that side of things when I was, you know, putting all the pieces together and thinking about how it would work. Um, yeah. And then you get, um, you get great hand-me-downs. Oh right. <laughs> That's a lovely bonus, and I think um, the one that pops out for me was the Dior dress that I was given by a client in Dubai that was. 
oh, we don't wear this anymore, so you can have it. And, and you know, I'm holding the most expensive piece of clothing I've probably ever owned. Oh, that my was, gosh, you know, yeah. Lovely. And, and certainly if you're a family, if you if you have the chance to travel and, and you know, that's a different thing as well. I, you know, I think it depends on what the family is that you, you sort of end up working with. But um, that you get a lot of help because they've got all the gear. They've been there, done that. Here, do you need an extra, you know, umbrella stroller because you're going on vacation? Here's ours. Or we don't need this baby wash tub anymore. You know, all, all the sorts of things that, you know, now I'm trying to get rid of from my own child. It's, <laughs> right. it's nice to have someone to give it to. So, um, And someone that you care about and are going to yeah. potentially yeah. see them benefit from it. That's such a yeah. lovely way to yeah. pass things along. And I think... Um, Watching my child sort of, I was surprised to see my daughter copy me in, in a parenting way. Um, and I also didn't, um, because when my daughter was coming to work with me when she was tiny, my older kids were doing homework and I was doing a lot of tutoring. Mm -hmm. So she would sit at the table or sit in the high chair and we'd give her a pencil, which she'd usually chew on, and a piece of paper. And we'd sort of, everybody would do homework together <laughs> my child would have her homework and it's pretty basic you know like it wasn't homework we just right. then she was included in the activity but then the end result was that she has always held a pencil the correct way oh yeah because she, she saw just watched and admittedly you know there were a lot of children who had ripped pages and who had a a big you know sort of one-year-old scratch right across their homework that they, you know, the kids were really good about it and really lovely and patient because she wanted to get involved. But she learned a lot sitting at the table to eat, sitting at the table to do your homework, sitting together to read a book. You know, she learned a lot from the other kids and I hadn't sort of thought about how she would follow their example because you don't know it when they're two months. It's not until they're three and four and you go, oh yeah, she learned that from... You know, I still I still pick out little behaviors, and I think, where did she get that? Oh, it was, <laughs> you know, we did that thing, that one activity, or we went there, and she somehow remembers that. So, yeah, lots of surprises, but all, apart from having to leave, all lovely, you know, really happy surprises. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and then what are some things that you wish you could go back and tell yourself when you started taking your daughter to work? And some of that might have been covered by the surprise question, but just curious. Um, probably just to stay more relaxed than I was. Um, I, I'm an organized routine person, so it was extra pressure to you know make sure we had a good functioning routine and we ticked all the boxes and did all the planning and you know okay work's going to change so I need to change the bottle feeding schedule by an hour so I'm not stuck in traffic with a client like the preparation was good but I could have been a little bit more relaxed about it and perhaps you know even, even now I could probably be more relaxed about my discipline with her when we're at work um she's a bit older she's understanding more um you know, these things, it's a, when you bring your child to work, the job changes completely from the day you start bringing them to the day they go to school. Right. And it's always, you know, it really changes at a fast pace and the things you have to think about and prepare for. But I wish I had 
sort of just sort of I wish I'd listened to your podcast when I started going <laughs> back to work. That would have probably given me all the tools I needed to go, yeah, okay, this is this is, you know, I I, I had a great I've had a great time bringing her, but I could have been a bit more relaxed perhaps. Yeah, but that's all part of it and I I think yeah. that's so lovely. Um that you see that, but then also that you were, you know, out in front of your thought process and things like that. Um, and I completely understand. Uh, I, you know, have had a lot of changes in my life lately. And one of my ways of dealing with that is um, potentially being overly rigid about scheduling and things like that. Yeah. And <laughs> so... <laughs> I it's totally comforting understand. to have those walls, isn't it? I think it is. It is, and and we can be grateful for them at the time, and then also recognize that uh, yeah. they maybe aren't serving us anymore, and let them go. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's so lovely, and I and I think that that's really good advice for anyone that um, is is thinking about. Um, doing this of, of taking a child to work or um, I, I know I had someone write in and I'm blanking on who it was, but somebody wrote in and said, you know, that they were, they had been nannying for a couple years and they were trying to decide if they wanted to continue to do it and, yeah. um, and make a career out of it or if it was just going to be kind of a stepping stone for them. And this was an issue that they were really struggling with. Um, so yeah. if, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, I hope this was helpful to you. Uh, yeah. cause it was certainly helpful to me. You know, I'm, I'm nowhere near having my own children, but, um, but I, I think that this has a lot of really good information um, even for potentially nanny shares of like, you know, how to navigate that. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. So. Yeah. It applies to, a, it kind of covers a few bases. It I really think. does. And, and yeah. the main thing is um, we're in an industry and we're in a job where you don't, um, you know, you don't get pregnant, go to HR, fill in your paperwork and some guy from head office calls you and says, okay, this is your date and, you know it's a different industry and it's um it's a very personal sort of care it's just quite different you know so right. it's got to be sort of you have to approach it differently and, and look at it in a different way than most of our friends you know who work what I say as regular jobs but you know you know what I mean right yes it, it is different <laughs> so it comes with a different set of you know being pregnant and having a baby and bring it to work there's no other job, unless you work in a daycare, <laughs> there's right. no other job that you can sort of do this. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's a lot to get, you know, my mother-in-law, bless her, I think she was, you know, very much of the, how are, how are you going to do this? <laughs> yep. You know, because she, and, and, and if you, if you have a child and you're listening and then you think maybe I want to. Because, you know, we all know nannies that have done it. They have a child first and then they take on children to sort of supplement their income or to fill that gap until kindergarten starts. I would say that's a whole different podcast and that's a whole different way of doing things. I'm sort of more committed myself to being a nanny and love the job and are passionate about it. 
and right. then I'm equally as passionate about my own family, but that's sort of the part two. You know, mm-hmm. the part one is my job as a nanny since the day I started and what I've put into that. And then now we're adding this extra bonus, which happens to be the other biggest part of my life. <laughs> right. You know, so it, it's a lot to think about. And, and um, I think it's quite scary if you if you're younger and going into it or if you've only had, you know, less than sort of six or seven years experience doing a, the job of a nanny. It's, uh, you know, like... There's a lot of questions and there's no rules written down anywhere about this is how it works. So true. You know, I mean, that's kind of like our whole job. It's like, there's no, there's no like, if you do these things, then you're a good nanny. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no book and there's no, oh, the government instructions on this are, (laughs) so you have to do your homework with maternity leave and that side of things and then communicate. Um, and if, if you're worried about it and you can find another nanny who has their child and brings them to work, the best thing is to sit down, go and meet them for a cup of coffee and have a chat when they haven't got their kids with them, right. preferably. <laughs> and, you know, and ask your questions. Like, you know, people, um, you know, I'm happy to answer questions anytime. If somebody's like, oh, how did you manage this? Or how do you navigate this thing? Or I'm worried about this. You know, if you ask a hundred questions about something, you'll get two good answers that you'll be able to go away with. But if you didn't ask those questions, you have no idea. So, you know, ask them all and find what you need out of other people's experience and learn, you know, learn from my mistakes. Hopefully somebody's (laughs) learning something going, oh, yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) She did that wrong. Or, oh, okay. You know, I don't want to move a two-year-old over you know 14 hour flights and then change jobs and you know there's but but it all if you think positively about it I really do feel it it all comes together in a good way I agree and I I think um the really lovely thing about our profession is because there is no rule book every nanny is offering something unique and wonderful to their nanny families and if part of that is a friend that you bring with you for your nanny kids and your own child and you know I I just I think that that is so valuable um and and if you can find families that also see that value um yeah I think it's really lovely yeah. So, well, wonderful. Well, you mentioned that if someone has questions that they yeah. can potentially reach out to you, where yeah. or how would they do that? Well, I have, um, I've actually got an Instagram account that I've recently started. So bear with me, everybody. It's quite new and it's in its early stages and it's at the nanny knows all one word. Um, which I think Martha, you can put links on through your through Chronicles of Nania. I I'm definitely guessing. will. They're already down in the show notes. Look down. Right. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, if anybody has any questions, um, parents as well. If you're looking at the Instagram account, which is sort of set up to sort of help parents, but also I'm sure there's enough nanny tips in there that nannies might, you know, find something useful. But if you have a question, you can message me on there, and I'm happy to, even if it's not about bringing your child to work, (laughs) um, 
anything about bicycles. Bicycles are my nanny kryptonite. So don't ask me about bikes because I don't know. But okay. Pretty good. much anything else, I'm happy to help if I can. That's such a fun fact. <laughs> um, I love that. I also am not great at bicycling. Um, oh, or yeah, bicycles. I'm glad of, that's nice to hear. <laughs> so, yeah, I I get so scared. I need for nothing yeah. and no one to be around me when I'm bicycling. And then yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. is so rare, especially in a big city like Chicago. So yeah. I just don't. Um, yeah. Well, wonderful. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that offer. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share or anything like that before we wrap up? No, no. I think just if you're thinking about telling your, if you are pregnant and you're thinking about telling your family or when to tell them, you know, you're jumping into the biggest adventure of your life already. So just jump again and <laughs> talk to the parents. And, you know, it's this, you'll look back and think, ah, oh, that was like the easiest part that I was so worried about. Oh, yeah. I, I really, really think it seems so scary and daunting and it ends up being the easiest thing ever and if it ends up being the worst thing ever you're not working for the right family and and it's not right for you anyway um, very good so, point you know just just the right family will respond with a hug yeah you know and then and you'll know and you'll know and you're emotional now anyway so right <laughs> you know take the hugs where you can get them that's what i think yep Get that oxytocin releasing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I love that. Well, wonderful. Um, awesome. So we end each episode with a funny, cute, uplifting story, and Erin has brought one for us. Yeah, I have. Um, and it, it's a controversial one because when you're telling stories about twins, I always feel like you kind of have to be fair to both. Right. But um, uh, my very first ever twins when I moved to London uh, in the UK the mum was a teacher she was going off to her first day at work it was my first full second day in the country first full day with the kids and I thought I'm going to be a great nanny we're going to go down to the river and we're going to feed the ducks (laughs) that's what nannies do and that seems like a great fun four year old friendly activity and we got a bag of crusts and went down walked together and walked down to the little river by their house and, uh, you know, and I can use, I, I'll say their names, Martha, stay away from the edge, Louis, stay away from the edge, and yeah, yes, Aaron, okay, fine. And what happens, of course, Louis falls in. Oh. And I, and it, the river was like, you know, like half, it wasn't very deep. He wasn't going to go anywhere, and he wasn't going to do anything other than get wet. Um, I reached, I grabbed him as he was going in and pulled him up through a bush, but um, and, and North American and British nannies might appreciate this. Uh, I don't. I didn't know what stinging nettles were because they don't really grow in Canada. We have poison ivy, as I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. do in the states. Not stinging nettles. So as I pulled him up through this bush, which I thought was just a bush, it turned out to be a big bush of stinging nettles. So as I pulled him out, he's screaming like, you know, going ballistic. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay, you know, like, it's all right, you're okay, you just got your shoes a bit wet, it's all fine, it's no problem, pulled up his shirt, and he's just covered in this rash, and I'm going, oh my god, while at the same time, his sister's going, 
what I didn't know, but in the UK, if you have stinging nettles, you rub a dock leaf on it to help get the sting away. Oh. So Martha's standing there going, duck leaves, duck leaves. <laughs> I'm like, shh, stop it. I'm trying to help your brother. <laughs> duck leaves, duck leaves. And, and it's all, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get sent back to Canada. Oh, this is the worst day ever. So I kind of got the gist of what had happened. We got home and all I could remember from poison ivy was pour milk on it. So I got him in the bath and poured all the milk that was in the house on him, which he got upset about because he really loved milk. Um, <laughs> and he's like, you're wasting the milk. And he's, the poor thing's got this rash. The mum was great. Um, thank you, Philippa, if you're listening. She was so brilliant because I was losing my <laughs> stuff. I, I was just like, oh, this is horrible. Um, and he, and late, many years later, he came up to me. We I don't know what we were doing. And he, he was much older and we met up you know, years later, like you do with your nanny kids, and he went, he kind of nudged me, and he said, hey, remember that time when you chucked me in the river and pulled me through the sticking <laughs> And just, you know, as your nanny kids know how to do, press that one button that, you know, just makes you melt. Um, and incidentally, Martha is off to Oxford this year, and, and Louie's off to Nottingham University, and they've all grown up, and... Aww. There, um, you know, we have plenty of funny stories, but uh, yeah, if you move to a different country, do your homework on what plants are poisonous. Yeah, I would thing. never have thought of that. <laughs> no, and you, you know, I was looking for poison ivy and things I knew, but uh, yeah, stinging nettles, nannies. If you move to the UK, find out what a stinging nettle looks like oh before my you gosh. go. That's so funny. Uh, also, just quick sidebar. Erin uh, can share their names because they're over 18 and they gave her permission. Yes. So that is why the names are in there. Just if anyone's listening and they're like, wait a second. <laughs> um, that is hilarious. And yeah, I would have lost my mind. I don't... I, you know, you never know what you're going to do in an emergency until you're in it. But that, that would, that it threw a lot at you. So well it done. Did. And that was good on my first day. You know, this is when you realize whether you have a good mom boss or a hard one. Yeah. And uh, she just, she was, she was brilliant. Oh. And I was, you know, I was a bit beside myself by the time she came home. That's so but funny. It was. It ended up really well, and I had three lovely years with them, and still in touch with them, and they're fantastic kids, and um, I'm glad I still am able to speak to them, and you know, find out how they're doing and what they're up to. Yeah. Fourteen years later. That's so wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Erin. This was this was wonderful. Oh, thank you, Martha. I really enjoyed it. Me too. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.